Before we get started with today's show, I wanted to tell you about another great podcast. ESPN, in partnership with Peyton Manning's Omaha Productions, presents Soup with Coop. Cooper Manning invites players and coaches from across sports to share stories and laughs while enjoying a bowl of his guest's favorite soup. When the soup is finished, the conversation ends. That's Soup with Coop. Listen wherever you get your podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to The Right Time. My name is Bomani Jones. Thanks for listening wherever you get your podcast. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. It is Foxworth Thursday, kind of. Dominique Foxworth, what's going on? Man, I'm just as happy as everybody else because they've been getting on you, I'm sure. They've been getting on me, too. Like, man, it ain't in my control. I'm sitting here by the microphone waiting for the man to call me up, and he finally called me up, and we are back, people. We are back, and just to tell you, we're going to talk a little bit about John Gruden and this crazy email situation and things that happened when I was gone, man. But, uh, no, nah, I just – I know it was a little weird. You know, the, the the way it kind of had to wrap up the last time. Dominique, you was here for the weird of it. I don't even think you fully understood what was going on either. And everybody was just like, oh, damn, what happened? And it wasn't really nothing I felt like talking about. I maybe could have told you about it. Didn't necessarily feel like it. But I kept trying to tell y'all on Twitter, I'm good. Everything's good. We good. Don't worry. And then I realized y'all wasn't worried. Y'all are just greedy. <laughs> it is it is it is simply a matter of y'all being greedy and they're like yeah you taking time off anyway when you go come back here and give us these takes and i was like block 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 a whole lot of people gonna be like oh, i wonder if i should go back and see if i have been oh whoa there we go there we go i got a little froggy uh, well the greedy people should be happy with our return and also happy with uh, another little bit of news. Oh, that's what I'm saying. You're going to tell them. You're going to tell them. You're going to tell them. Yeah. So I, I'm launching my own podcast on Tuesday and Thursdays. It's called The Foxworth Show. You can go ahead and subscribe right now. I think I got like a one minute clip up there. Ain't really much. But it, if you subscribe now, you'll be ready when it comes out. And then you don't have to bother Bomani when he don't feel like making podcasts. You got some more podcasts out there to listen to, you greedy people. Yeah, and me and Dominique going to be out here once a week through the month of September. Uh, so we're going to give you a little taste of the right time before I, you know, bring it back all the way. I just need a little, like... It's one of those things that you just kind of like look up and realize like, wow, I do this all the time. And I have done this all the time for a long time. Now, I use my vacation, right? Like I am one of those people. I'm a burn them days, even if I don't go nowhere. Um, I'm a wind up using the vacation days, right? When is its own discussion? But man, it has been quite a bit of a two year pandemic. And I did that whole TV show while still doing this other job um, and all these other things hadn't been nowhere, like all of this stuff. And I was like, nah, man, I'm just, even if I don't do nothing, right? Like I ain't been incredibly like busy or luxuriating for the last few weeks or whatever, but sometimes you just won't be like, I ain't got nothing on the calendar today. Yeah. Right. I can take a shower when I damn well, please. That's our, that's how I felt at the end of every football season. There was some sadness because we lost, but the next morning when you wake up and you look at your calendar and you got just nothing for a few days, <laughs> that sadness subsides. But and people who who join via YouTube will get a little surprise. They'll they, find they out will. something they new will. about Mr. Jones. They will. But this is how we go find out if anybody be watching it. 
it on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going to be the ultimate test as to whether or not uh, anybody be watching. I gotta uh, uh, I gotta do Costas next week, so I yeah. guess then people will get you know get a little bit of figuring out in that direction. But no, the podcast, the Foxworth Show. Like what you what you looking at? What you thinking, man? How you feeling? What we what we looking at? Yeah, I mean, I, I I definitely inspired by what you do here, so it's gonna be. Uh, a bit colored by that experience. Hopefully I can bring that out without having you there because you will not be there. I'm sure you'll pop on once or twice for me if I need you to, oh, but yeah. trying to give a similar vibe, but I'm launching during football season. So it's going to be heavy football stuff. But once we get out of that, I'm hoping to be able to mix in some of my own personal interests and other things that I'm intrigued by, but it, it should be fun. Should be honest, should be smart. All the things that you've come to appreciate from this podcast and, and frankly, every other vehicle that I've been on, I'm just going to do it more concentrated now. Well, one thing I'm curious about with it and one thing you said you used to say to me when we first met and I started doing this show, you know, doing shows with me, you were like, oh, you got that quarterback confidence, right? <laughs> like, yes, I'm going to come out here. Maybe I get burned. Maybe I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I'm going to stand out here on this island. This is this is what it is. This is a little different when you go to being the man at the front of this, right? And one thing that's always appreciated about you in doing this is I feel like you've come into this business with the recognition and a certain measure of humility about the fact that, like, yo, this isn't just rolling out of bed and talking about stuff, you know? So how you how you feeling about, you know, now now you back on the island again? Uh, confident. Like, I mean, I know it ain't going to be perfect off the bat. Uh, hopefully y'all will stick with me and we'll, we'll um, figure it out, but... Speaking of cornerback confidence, like I, I've never really failed, Bomani. Like, <laughs> like my my biggest failure is not winning a Super Bowl. Like that's that's like my biggest. So this is gonna be good. It may yeah. not be the best you ever heard the first time I I turn on the microphone, but give me a few give me a few reps at this thing. I'm gonna work it out, and by the time we get there, it's gonna be one of the best podcasts out there, sports or otherwise. Because that's just the way that I mean. I don't know. I gotta. It's not luck. I got a long track record <laughs> of stepping into new new domains and figuring them the hell out. That's just the way that things work. That's conceptually interesting about like the notion of failure, right? Because I could like I, if you were to ask me, it'd be like, yeah, I failed, but what did I fail at? Wow, didn't get that PhD in economics from a top thirty <laughs> school, huh? Oh, so that television show only got two years, huh? <laughs> yeah, it's all about perspective. It's all about perspective. Like you, uh, some really, really big successes. And while I may not go down as the greatest football player ever or, or the greatest sports media personality ever, I never really failed when I, I mean, I, I wrote a damn episode of a TV show while oh, doing oh, this. Oh, oh like, we can talk about that now? I mean, I don't know. Why not? Tell him. Tell him. It's so dope. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the, American Crime Story series where you had that OJ thing and the Versace thing, this uh, Ryan Murphy's uh, production company that was on FX. They did uh, Aaron Hernandez, or they're doing an Aaron Hernandez season. So during last football season, I was also moonlighting as a TV writer. So it was a very fun process. I think we're going to start casting soon, and uh, that should be launched, I think, by next fall, the next football season. So... I mean, my confidence is pretty high. So I, I was about I to say, in case, in case if, you wonder why this man ain't, yeah. ain't scared, this man was just like, okay, I'm going to write an episode of a critically acclaimed TV show. Now, don't let him fool you. You know, there was moments. I was talking to you along the way. I was like, oh, I, oh, I guess oh, we're going to get yeah. this straight. You know what I mean? 
Oh, hell yeah. There were some moments. It was a brand new endeavor, and uh, it was tough. But I figured it out. I figured it out. Like, after I stopped playing football, I wanted to go to business school. I figured it out. Like, that's just what we're going to do. And if you are insecure and you don't like when people walk around and stick their chest out and talk they talk, then maybe the Foxworth show is not for you. <laughs> because that, cause that's cause that's who I am. If you are also <laughs> confident or even if you are struggling with confidence and maybe listening to somebody else talk to you, talk to themselves the way that you should talk to yourself might help you then maybe you should go ahead and, and hit subscribe rate review it say it's awesome before i even put it up there because otherwise <laughs> as you guys already know you're just a hater yo here's the tagline the phosphorus show get like me dog like, <laughs> <laughs> so you gonna pass this off as like motivation this is wellness right everything is wellness at this point you about to pass uh. this off as wellness Oh gosh, yeah, it's gonna be fun though. Um, yeah, I don't know what it. Uh, I don't know how. Except your your podcast kind of developed from you doing radio shows and stuff like that. Like you did, you never sat down and thought like I'm gonna launch a podcast. This is what I want. Like that was an interesting process for me. Yeah, well, the thing on this one though is because Gabe did so much of figuring out the structure of mm -hmm. this podcast where. It was, let me hear it, and then we figure out and go from there. And honestly, I mean, let me be fair and clear. I don't think I did that much telling Gabe, like, no, nah, we ain't going to do that, right? You know, mm -hmm. but like, it was going from there. But that is starting on something from zero. Like, I haven't done it with a podcast, but I have done it with a show. television show. And let me tell you something, brother, that is a daunting idea. Yeah. Like, so what you want your show to be? What you mean? It's <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I want to, I want to, I just said I wanted to show. I thought y'all did that. Oh, you. Oh, oh, it's coming back. Yeah. Got gotcha. you. Misunderstood. Yeah. So um, I spent a lot of time thinking about all these uh, segment concepts and ideas. And then I did a test show and threw it all out and just was talking and, and having fun. Yeah. And I think the the hardest part of of my test show, I think, is starting and, and ending because those feel kind of awkward. But once you get into subjects and, and topics and I'm going to be working with uh, Charlie Kravitz, who, whom you know, oh, yeah. who's somebody I, I know pretty well and is really good at producing shows. And he and I are going to talk through a lot of the, the subjects and he knows how to push my buttons and get the best out of me. So I, I'm looking forward to it. But yeah, I just got to figure out how to start the show and if I need like a special segment to end the show. Because I did a lot of over-preparing and realized, you don't need all that much. Just get in there and, and give the people what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. All those things and the bells and the whistles and everything else, this medium still really fundamentally comes down to you got the goods, right? And once you got it and you got the things that people want to hear, then you mm -hmm. go for it. Now, if you can figure out ways to, like, keep them in it, you know, you're going to want that. And if you come up with features and all of this, and that's why I'm glad you got Charlie. Because, like, this thing moves because Gabe just be coming up with stuff. I'm being so nice to Gabe because he ain't here right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Gabe, Gabe is going to find out that this happened whenever he comes back because don't nobody vacation quite like Gabe. I come back. I I, I, I come back. I didn't know Gabe was gone because I've been gone because Gabe's like, oh, you gone? I ain't talking to you. Cool. <laughs> I come back. I saw that out of office notice for Gabe. But Gabe out the office. He out the office. That's the way to do it. I mean, you yeah. can't. You give people an inch, they're going to take a they're going to take a mile. Yeah, you no, like Gabe, answer one email. Yeah, we gave his thing about Gabe. Gabe don't take no chances. We gave leave. Gabe goes somewhere that ain't got no reception. Like, <laughs> like it, it, you, you, you can be hit Gabe up to tell him that his house caught on fire. Sorry, dude. I was in the mountains. <laughs> Deal with it when I get back. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, so this is, I mean, it's for me, it is fantastic news. And for people who don't know, like when we decided that we were going to add a third day of the right time, doing it with Dominique was really the only way that I personally found it to be that interesting slash not being too much work. And um, Dominique, I, the goodness of his heart is probably going a little bit too far, but this wasn't really a quid pro quo trade. Like he came through for us in this time when he honestly could have just been like, nope, I don't feel like doing it. And didn't. And it's been one of the more rewarding and gratifying parts of doing this show is every Friday, just knowing that we can come in here and go back and forth. And I, as a person who doesn't really do stuff with people that much, I'm not that good at it, to be perfectly honest. It's been great. And so I am excited that you'll be able to do that. And I think you're still going to be able to kick it with us, right? Hell yeah. Woo! No, this is fun. This is easy. Because I can't find nobody else with an F name to put on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm gonna keep doing this. I think it's better for me. I've gotten better because of, as a result, got new fans. I can't tell you, like, <clears throat> I took the kids to Disney World and people were coming up to me there and I took them to Six Flags. Got a lot more love at Six Flags than I did at Disney World. <laughs> the clientele is a little different. It was exactly <laughs> what I needed, brother. I was in there and, and every five seconds, Another another black man from 35 to 50 years old come over to me. Keep doing your thing, brothers. Miss, miss you on Friday, brother. Keep doing your thing. Give me a pound or my. I got that at the top at the top of a water slide one time. I'm about to go down the water slide with my daughter. My man. Oh uh, no! I know who our audience is. It. I oh, know yeah. who our. That's what we were doing, high dude. I don't know if this lesson ever took, but this is what I kept trying to get Pablo to understand. I'm like, hey, man, you see that dude with his name on his shirt? Yeah. Waving at us from the truck? Yeah. That's that's us. <laughs> that's that's us. Yep. That's our, I mean, our people are broader than that, but that's us, right? Yeah. No, I get, um, it's not to just pigeonhole it because I, I got fathers from my kids' school, like super rich white dads coming mm -hmm. up to me. Like, hey, I really love what you're doing with Bomani, but the passion is a little different. And I yeah, and yeah. I like I like the passionate fans, the ones who I know <laughs> actually be waking up on Friday morning and checking the feed immediately. Yeah. Those are my people. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training, just in time for summer and warmer days. I've been in the gym a little bit trying to get my fitness in check so I can break these skinny allegations I keep getting. And spring is the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering off. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row, or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance. Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals while challenging yourself at every level. Now you can catch up on your favorite NBA games with NBA League Pass while you push yourself to new levels of fitness. Watch your favorite games and win your workouts with NBA League Pass on Peloton and visit OnePeloton.com. Peloton all-access membership and NBA League Pass subscription required. So, interesting things I've done in this time period. Uh, the Rock the Bells Festival came to New York. Uh, the homie Bum B had to trill burgers. And I went out 
check it out, right? Now, two things. One, a sign that I rock with Bun. And two, a sign that baseball been bitty, bitty good to me is I paid for a ticket just to go eat the burgers. You know what I'm saying? I took my homie Rodney with me because I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm going to do that because I ain't going to ask nobody, you know, when it did that. And so I'm there. I'm at, um, um, hanging out with Bun back behind the joint where they're cooking up the Trill burgers, right? And then he's like, yo, you know Styles. And it's Styles P from the locks. Mm. Because the whole food setup at Rock the Bells, like Ghostface has got like a coffee brand. So he was out there. Mia X was back there frying up the catfish and cooking the gumbo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was kind of looking at Bun like, man, um, I mean, I'm going to eat this burger, but I kind of, kind of wish I had done this another way. Styles P, he got a string of juice bars. He got like four different juice bars. He is Mr. Juice. Like he, he's the, he is. I guess I would say like not the super juice person or vegetarian vegan or whatever that you would expect, except no, because this is New York and black people. And so there's, there's that wing. Right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he just gave me this very, and I can't remember word for word, but his like concise interpretation of what I did and why he appreciated it. And it was like touching because it's like, yo, that's exactly how I'd like somebody to see my work. But also it was like, yep, that's us. Yep. That's for sure. I, I, I got caught up on the, the idea of aging rappers is something that I used to think about when I was young because like it was such a new medium. It was like, what is the, what is it like? What do old rappers do? And so many of like the rappers we were young died. So we didn't get to see what old yes. rappers do, but yes. apparently old rappers, they sell juice and, and push burgers like weight and fry yep. catfish. Well, you know what? Oh, a lot of them figured out. Cause don't get me wrong. A lot of them also work the overnight shift. Um, like there's, they, you know, there's some sadder stories that go there, but a lot of them basically figured out, man, people think they cool. And so if yeah. you got a little something going, you can get in these rooms because people want to be in rooms with you. Right. And thereby, you know, do that. But like they, I've been, it's been so impressive to watch for me. Not like the superstar rappers, like people talk about like Jay-Z being a billionaire. Like that's cool. Right. Like getting mm -hmm. to that place. But it's the dudes that were very, very good rappers and made good money while they were rapping and then figured out how to parlay that in the other like good thing. I find that to be more impressive, yeah. you know, than the super high dollar deals. Right. It shows a little bit of different kind of ingenuity for me. Yeah. I mean, no one's going to say that what Hove's accomplished isn't incredibly impressive, but I get the point that you're making. And um, well, also, I mean, these cats didn't have to snake their homeboys to do it. Don't yeah. Forget. It's 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 a lot like the athlete's life because you at a certain point for most of them at least you can't credibly pull off with you I, I just watched Lil Baby's documentary on uh on um Amazon Prime and you were saying about how these guys are are cool or, or these rappers are cool and they figure out how to parlay that and that apparently is how Lil Baby became a thing is he wasn't a rapper. He was a street dude that had a lot of credibility credibility, and was considered cool around Atlanta. And then, like, a management team was like, hey, why don't you learn how to rap? Because you got the hard part. Like, you got the look. You got the, the credibility that everyone else is trying to fake. Why don't you just learn to rap? And he learned to rap. Next thing you know, he one of the biggest out there. It's like a reverse of, of what um, Styles P and Bun B are now doing. Yeah. But, like, Nas who had all the money problems apparently is now like backstroking in coins like Scrooge McDuck in large part, man, people want to be down with Nas. Like, especially like them, them tech bro white dudes. Yeah. Like the idea of kicking it with Nas, man, 
Nasdaq got in on so many of these companies and like so many of these equity deals and mm -hmm. all of this stuff because people want to be in the room with Nas, you know? Yeah. And so it has been cool for me to see these cats figure out like in the wide range of people that they parlay this stuff with, right? Like you go kick it with Bun and stuff. He's doing, man, it's the Rainbow Coalition. You know what I mean? And so like he was talking to me, Bun was talking to me about the Trill Burger. And this was just a really interesting point that he made. He said he tasted the burger and the burger was like, the, you know, best he had, all of that stuff. And they try to figure out what we're going to call it. He's like, yo, make it simple, man. We're going to call it the Trill Burger. And they're like, what makes it, what makes the burger Trill? He's like, me. <laughs> what are you talking about? If I yeah. say it's Trill, it's Trill. You know what? That's how it works. It's right. Yeah. And it, if the marketing angle, the value that he brings just by that is like here, like if I'm deciding on healthy burgers, delicious burgers to, yes. to put in my body, yeah. I hey, know this but guy. Yeah, and it's a good burger, by the way, yeah. just to be clear. The Trill Burger is strong. Like, he, yeah. he, like these people who are doing the, the video test of the Trill Burger, no, nah, it's legit. Like, it's just so wild to me. Tell 12-year-old me, but be on Good Morning America with the best burger in America. You know what I'm saying? They got vegan burgers back there. Like, all of that. There's no way in the world that you could have ever told us way back when that this is the way that it was going to go for these cats. That's exactly what I was saying. It's like, it's mind blowing. Because when we were coming up, listening to the music, it, it just wasn't something, except it should be obvious. It's like, of course, we were listening to music. It was very popular with young people. Now those young people are old. And yeah. those, yeah, and they are making decisions and running companies and starting companies and buying products. And they look at these people as very cool and very smart and innovative in a way that the old people when they were coming at didn't appreciate and i, I like again i watched the little baby documentary and like i always kind of like i i went to him when i was at the draft i saw him perform at one of the at, at dre's and so like i always kind of been like i appreciate little baby's music but i mean i never really analyzed his lyrics and then listening to the documentary i got a little bit more of a breakdown of lyrics and like it's the same sort of thing it's like if you take the time most people aren't successful because of luck only. Like it's part of the thing, but he put it work. The man's yeah. talented. He's doing good things. And the same thing is true for the people who are making decisions about involving uh, Bun B and Nas and Styles P and their companies. They respect them because they appreciate what they were able to accomplish. Hey, let me ask you this before we get to like the sports stuff. Uh, you, you listen to Earth Gang. Mm-mm. Okay, so I never really had gotten around to the Earth Gang. Just hadn't made it. Like, people had recommended them to me. I'd never gotten around to them. But they got a dude in the Earth Gang. I don't know if you pronounce it as Jid or if it's just J-I-D. But I mean, maybe you've seen his name around. Yeah, I, I know him. I admit, I thought he was the classic man. <laughs> <laughs> what's, and so, what's that guy's name? Jendaya? Jendaya, yeah, yeah. Jendaya? Yeah, yeah. Uh, indeed, I don't know how you say it, but right. Mm -hmm. I thought, but I thought that this dude in Earth Gang, when I would see his name, <laughs> I thought he was the classic man. I thought the classic man had rebranded, right? Just made it shorter. And so I just never, I, I didn't care that much about the classic <laughs> man. And so I never bothered to get on my man's music because I thought he was the classic man. And if I know I'm not alone in this, by the way. Oh, God. But anyway, yeah, so I thought he was the classic man. And then I realized he wasn't the classic man. And I just ran through his album that he just put out the other day. And mm -hmm. brother, it is flames. You yeah. will. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll put it on. So like I've come across his lyrics, like lyrical breakdowns of him on like TikTok where somebody will pick mm -hmm. a, and like I've come across it. So I appreciate, I didn't know 
he was part of Earth Gang, and uh, but I did appreciate that this was not the classic man, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that he has some lyrical ability that requires you to sit down and really think about it. Which... Oh yeah, no, he got too much lyrical ability, right? Because yeah. he got too like y'all don't want to think about all of these songs, man. Yeah. Like every now and then, can we just smoke it out? Poet up, like, like, you know, like, like, every, just give, give me a little chance to chill <sighs> and like let some of this absorb. But nah, he rapping, dog. Like, I listened you, to that record, and I was like, oh, he is rapping, rapping. I feel like I didn't know you when you were a kid, but I feel like we might have been similar in that we were really into lyrics yes. when I was young, yeah, and I was really, um, yeah. I was that guy when somebody would put on those like more poppy songs. I was like, nah, I don't like that. They ain't saying nothing. Yeah. Then I got older and I think you put words to it better than I could and realized that I got dropped that because this, this not even. Yeah. Knock. Well, <laughs> it's okay. I was in a trick bag on that because I well, see. You were in a city that don't really rap. Like Baltimore is not a rap city. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, King, King Los would disagree, but you're yeah, right. Yeah. We don't. King Los is the only one we could point to. <laughs> yeah, problem. yeah. But like DC is not a rap city, right? Like, nah. like, like Baltimore's got the house. DC's got go go. Like that's you know those are the directions that they went in. Like people got to remember, rap didn't hit everywhere at the same time. It took time to get there. And so like when I was younger is really when like rap starts coming up in Houston. Like I would say mm-hmm. Atlanta is a rap city and always yeah. been a rap city. Houston, not not so much, right? But what Houston had was great rappers. Yeah. Houston had UGK. Houston had Scarface, right? Like that's that's Hall of Fame caliber. You know, UGK being from Port Arthur, but you know what I mean, right? Like, like we had the Hall of Fame caliber. And everybody else. Like before yeah. we start getting you a chameleon there, Paul Wall, um, you know, Slim Thug, that realm of stuff, like. Houston did not produce the greatest rappers that you've ever heard. Like, that was the whole thing when Mixtape Messiah came out. Come here and they're like, yo, man, people from other cities is laughing at us. Like, that was the thing that he was saying. He was just like, yo, we got to step up the quality. And you notice since then, look how much better Houston rap has been. And all the people that you could point out, you know, that came out the city rapping, right? It stepped up. But I say that to say, I was in it when the people I was around were into music that I would say was a bit less lyrical than that which i was here for right and so yeah i could kind of like be that guy and then i went to college in atlanta and that makes you first of all a lot of these cats was rapping better than i was giving them credit for right like i realized that number one but number two you also realize oh there's a value in the fact that it make them do that and we'll work (laughs) the rest of it out from here Like right there. Like that's what it is. Like when you first when you first hear go go and you're like, yo, what is this? That you know, uh-huh. just all this. And then you see what they do to it and you like, yeah. oh, this is jabbing. Yeah. It was a reverse for me when it comes to like Baltimore club music. It's like I grew up in Baltimore, so like club music was a thing. It was making them do that. So I appreciated it. Then I became uh like I went to college, became an adult, and was like Man, that stuff sounds messy. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> I, it it sound a lot better when what you look at that is what you look at that. Yes. It's like, ooh, this hidden. Yes, yes, yeah, no, no, no. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I don't even know how we got here. 
there's something funny that has happened. We got a lot of stuff I could catch up with y'all about in my time being away, but all that stuff is going to come back. Kevin Durant is going to come back. Deshaun Watson is going to come back. Everything is going to come back before that, right here and right now. Dominique, why white people be like this? And and I think you're going to know, you, you, and, and I feel fair, it's okay for me to say it like that. John Gruden sat up in front of a room full of people in Arkansas at the Touchdown Club in Arkansas, right? This mm-hmm. is after, like, he tried, you know, I still think he's going to get his money in that lawsuit, but the NFL is like, don't, don't, don't think for a second that he didn't send these crazy emails while he worked here, right? I can't mm-hmm. wait to see those and who they went to. But John Gruden sat in front of the Touchdown Club in Arkansas and said that, hey, he's ashamed of those emails, but he's a good guy. He's a father. He's a, he's a husband. All these things. Da da da. Everything else. He called ESPN fake news. He baby. He did the whole thing, and he sat up in front of them people and started crying. And they gave him a round of applause. And I'm like, Are y'all this easy? Why are y'all always this easy? All a white man got to do is show that he feels a little bit bad, and you act like nothing ever happened. Get a round of applause. <laughs> well, I mean, again, he was at the Little Rock Touchdown Club. Yes. So I don't I think he could have done just about anything and they would have clapped for him. He could have said or done just about anything and they would have applauded because it's the Little Rock touchdown club. <laughs> like in his wife I, from there or something. I don't know. I don't know how he ended up in Little Rock or at the touchdown club, but talk about finding you a nice audience. Like yes. he was not at in NAACP meeting. He was not at the Harlem Hoops Club. He was in Little Rock, Arkansas at a football event. He's a football coach. He could have said whatever he wanted and they would have clapped for him. Dude, he, like, you just got to lay low, big homie. He has been laying low for a while, but he ain't taking it no more. He got, he missed that attention. You got to get out here. Yo, that's all it comes down to, especially, or maybe this is the way to put it out of the headline that, I got no choice from here on out but to call Derek Carr a man that I hold in the highest esteem and have a spectacular respect for. And now I can only call him that because we know that he's the that that Tom Brady couldn't believe that a team would stay with instead of him because John Gruden didn't want Tom Brady to quarterback the Raiders. John Gruden intentionally, and look, I was skeptical of Brady at that point in his body and mm-hmm. his health and everything else. But no, not for Derek Carr. John Gruden was like, nope, we don't want Tom Brady and Gronk. Nope, we're going to stick with Derek Carr. All because presumably he wouldn't get no credit. Yep, that's it. His ego. <laughs> he, he, he got that 10-year contract and he was like, man, right now I'm the man in these streets. Uh, they don't need to take me off the billboards and put up Tom Brady. I, I keep Derek Carr around here and I'll get all the credit. I'm looking at Mark Davis like dog. I thought you owned the team. <laughs> well, you don't you don't own the team when you give somebody a ten year hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> then then that person has the leverage to do and say whatever they want. As he clearly did and said whatever he wanted, he's still, like you said, he's still gonna get that money. We moving into a new stadium in a new city. And we are going to say nope to Tom Brady. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that that hurt. I mean, even if Tom Brady was bad, moving into a new state of a new city, it's nice to have Tom Brady 
uh, at least the first couple of weeks, you're going to sell a lot more um, season ticket packages. You're going to sell out that stadium. But he was not bad. He was so, great. I tell you this, though. It would be real awkward for Tom Brady if he had been the quarterback when John Gruden's emails got out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it would be like, yo, why, why your homies always be talking crazy? <laughs> Which you, if you got too many homies like that, then you, it's assumed. Yeah. Oh, no, he'd have oh, thrown throw John Gruden under the bus. Like, by then, John Gruden and he would have come to hate each other so much, he'd have been like, yeah, I'm so glad these emails got out because I was going to be honest mm. with you. I'd been noticing things around here, and, I, and time, things were going to need to change. And I'm just glad that we've been in this position. Like, he's going to have to go. What did you make of the Tom Brady um, when he came, he returned to the team, the press conference, and he just seemed like a regular 45-year-old man? He's like, man, a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> like, what did you make of that? Because that, that's a Tom Brady we never see. That's like such a real Tom Brady where I could understand. I could feel that. Every now and then I feel the same way. It felt like Whenever that 40-day window was when he wasn't playing, trips were booked. Yeah. Deposits were made. Promises were made and yeah. promises were going to be kept. That is what it seems like it was for me. Now, here's the thing. And I could be wrong about this. You let me know because hey, he might turn up on a mad singer. I got no idea. But. I feel like Ty Bowles and everybody else should have just come out and been like, Tom's coming on this date. We told him that he could come in late. We don't think he needs it. We figure we'll keep him fresh. This is what it is. And Tom Brady, unlike probably literally every other player in the NFL, everybody would go along with it. Yeah. Right? Like there's some people where that's what it will be. Like I remember when I worked at page two, I had pitched a story once. And they had told me that they didn't want to run it for whatever reason. I kept it moving. I look up a couple of days later and a story on a very similar theme is posted, right? And Bill Simmons had written it. And so I hit the editor and I'm, I promise you on this part, I just needed to understand, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, hey, I just want to know if there was something different about the angle that he pitched or whatever. It looked similar to what I was talking about. So I just wanted to know, you know, what it was. And I'll never forget the email I got back. Oh, that's easy. Bill's got different rules. Yep. I wasn't mad. Mm -mm. I was like, oh, okay. Got it. Good to know. That just I just wanted to, you know, if there was some way that I could have tweaked my idea and made it better. But I wasn't stupid. Like, I was perfectly aware of what I was, you know, of who everybody was and what the deal was. So, yeah, you said Bill's got different rules. Bill's got different rules. Everybody feels that way about Tom Brady. Tom Brady got different rules. Okay. I I had a coach tell me a while ago, <clears throat> or not just me, but the whole team. It's like, I won't treat everyone equally, but I treat everyone fairly, which is to suggest champ got different rules. <laughs> where, where, where we um, are get, all getting on the plane to head back from San Diego to, um, to Denver, and champ decide he going to get on a private jet and go to Vegas. Well, you know what? That's what he going to do. And if he want to bring me with him, then that is fine. A rookie also has different rules because he is friendly with you. Like, it's just the way that things are. And I won't treat you all equally, but I will treat you fairly. And that's the way it is. Yeah, you that guy that, now. Some Somebody calling somebody calling the bosses right now like, man, what I was doing, I was saying the same stuff that Bomani was saying. Why can't I get away with it? Well, Bomani got different rules. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it, and when you're Tom Brady, nobody minds. Yeah. Now there's gonna be some people where they kind of like, and then look at this dude right here. Yeah. Like for example, if I was Deshaun Watson, I would take the team play home. Yeah, exactly. I would. I would recommend it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You don't want to be stepping out of line. And then there are some guys who think that they have different rules or think that they deserve different rules and behave like it, and it's gonna cost them and embarrass them. But Tom Brady, like, he can do whatever he wants. It's, yeah. Well, also, it's training camp and he's 45. Now, you tell me if I'm wrong on that one. Then, yeah, cats be mad because they're like, well, I got to be out here and he don't. And the answer is he's Tom Brady. Oh, okay, just uh, answer yeah. my question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in training camp, every year at training camp, on day one, we install cover one like we are in preschool. We reinstall all the coverages. We reinstall all the plays again, day by day, every day. We reinstall stuff like it is brand new. Tom Brady been doing this for 20 years. Tom Brady don't need no training camp. He got a couple passes off. Make sure his drop back is still intact. He knows these decisions and he going to change the plays anyway, week to week. So, yeah, he don't need training camp. The point of Tom Brady and training camp is just so the young guys can meet him and not be nervous when they line yeah. up next <laughs> I tell you this, though, boy, from the little bit I've been reading, Tom Brady going to be back there. It's going to look like he uh driving the wrong way on the freeway. But uh, apparently the interior line seems to be a little, a little insufficient. Yeah, yeah. And they're not going to be – they're already unhealthy going into the season and, and a bit broken. And they also are not going to, I hate to say it, but it's as true as anything. Like, no one goes the whole year with the O-line that they started with. So this O-line is going to get even weaker. So the one thing about Tom Brady is he is on that Peyton Manning plan where you don't take no hits. Yeah. And if any pressure gets there, we ain't scrambling. We ain't breaking no tackles. We throwing it away. So I'm not sure he's going to get hit that much more. But it's going to be a lot of three and outs. It's going to be third <laughs> and six, and he's going to be throwing it at somebody's feet so often i mean we've seen this like this is how it's gone and like to be fair to him people are like yo he's not as good under pressure which makes him different from zero quarterbacks <laughs> in the history of planet earth but at 45 man what am i doing here like at some point he's not going to be good the likelihood that he gets out before that happens is very low because nobody gets out before that happens and it i mean I've been saying this, of course, now for like seven or eight years, but, you know, there's no guarantee that you're going to get the Tom Brady you're used to. I just want to point out once again, I ain't never seen nobody be, what, 42 years old in 2019? That's what he was. How many dudes play better at 43 than they did at 42? Like, we saw a clear decline in his last year with the Patriots, and then he got better. That ain't just going to keep happening. Yeah, and better and more difficult situations like better throwing deep down the field better in ways that you should not be better and no matter what better, he's figured better out, throwing deep after he had to stop throwing outs because they were <laughs> taking his outs to the house oh, man i i'm not yeah i don't know the, t the complete tb12 method i have not read the books i don't know what is in there but whatever it is i guess it's working but one thing that i know there is nothing that you can put in your body that can reverse the aging process you can like strengthening your muscles make uh your face look a little better or your hair look a little better but as you age your ligaments get a little stiffer 
your bones get a little weaker. These are things that I don't believe that there is an avocado that can fix or even a medication <laughs> that can fix. So if he is going to get hit, maybe you can find whatever the TB12 method is will make your arm strength better. But it ain't, if you get hit, it ain't going to fix the fact that you 45 and 25 year olds are slamming into you at full speed. So he better keep throwing that thing away because that's the thing. Them ligaments, them joints, they get a little weaker when you get older. Let me ask you one more thing, football related, but changing gears. As I was like, yo, white people, anything more GTBW that Aaron Rodgers is being like, yeah, I did ayahuasca. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was the bomb. I'm not even mad at him for it, by the way. Like, I don't think the fact that he did it is that big a deal. But they asked the NFL, like, so can he do anything about it? Well, no. He just told you. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's wild. It reminds me of my kids, man, where I had this conversation with my youngest daughter is my son was helping himself to some dessert things when he was not supposed to. So she came and told me. And so I'm like, what do you want? She's like, she wants me to take it from him. And I was like, that's the wrong way to go about things. Like what you should be doing is not trying to get other people less. It's trying to get it for you also. So I approached this this um Aaron Rodgers thing in the same way as like, I don't want Aaron Rodgers to get in trouble. I just would like other people to not get in trouble yeah. if they decide that they want to do the same thing. Well, this is the thing that I haven't, I'm surprised has not been explored more deeply, which is there is no compelling reason for those psychedelics. I mean, I guess aside, yeah. I guess they're illegal. Okay. But yeah. like, but as far as they drug policy goes, who cares? The compelling reason to not use psychedelics is somebody will actually believe the hallucinations that they are in and fair, jump out fair, of the window but fair, make it. Fair, fair, <laughs> that's, fair, that's fair. the thing is that that they most people probably or not everyone is going to know how to use them responsibly in air quotes fair. if that's a thing. So that's that's the worry. But hold on, though, hold on, though, hold on, though. Tell me this: if we got you like you know the story of the Doc Ellis no hitter. Doc Ellis is on LSD and threw the yeah. no hitter. Mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers couldn't possibly be crazy enough to try to do like a three and a half gram dose uh, and go not? play a football. Well, because uh, no one's ever thrown a football no hitter. There will be. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. I mean, I, I've never done it. I don't know what it does to you mentally, but it could put them in a better place. I don't know. I I do think, though, that I appreciate, not in a, a real way, but, like, the idea that Aaron Rodgers is also going on a victimization tour while, like, displaying his quarterback privilege, his, yes. like, Hall of Fame, white male quarterback privilege. Like, yeah, I'm going to tell y'all I do drugs, but how dare y'all be so mean to me about these vaccines? Everyone, the media turned on me. Like, it seems odd that he does not realize that he carries, like, no other player. Maybe Tom Brady, but, like, no run-in-the-mill player can come out and be like, you know what? High on mushrooms, baby. <laughs> yeah. After and with the vaccine, after he admits that he tried to play everybody, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, like that's why they mad at you. Now, granted, they should have peeped game. Don't get me wrong. You're right about that part. But no, they turned on you because they felt like you were a public health menace 
Um, and you know, and you yeah, embarrassed it, them. Yeah, you embarrassed them, but also you said you was vaccinated, but apparently in face of us, you was acting like you know, you 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 had some stuff going on there. Here's the thing I'm gonna say though to all these people. Y'all better get in on this psychedelic gang while you can. I'm just telling you now, because the time is ticking on it. And you may be thinking, Jeepo Monty, are you sure the time is ticking? All I'm telling you is this, because I've been reading stuff about this. You know, Big Pharma is trying to get involved in the psychedelic yeah. game, which is horrible idea, right? Can't think of anything worse. They want to genetically engineer it to, you know, basically make it where you can't have bad trips, which I'm sure is not how this is intended to go. All of this, right? I'm just telling you this. I was outside a casino in Vegas during Summer League and some black dude from Chicago, and I, I don't know exactly how to describe him, except like it was just a black dude from Chicago. He was trying to sell me mushrooms in front of the place. All I'm telling you is we have arrived at the mushroom party, and normally when we arrive at the party, that's when they start shutting that thing down. Yeah, that's... The idea that they think it's black people out here seeing yellow moons, green clovers, you know, out, out there in the skies. Hey, man, they ain't ready for that. Yeah, that's I mean. That general idea is like relatively new. Like you listen to, to a lot of popular music now, black popular music. And there are drugs in that in that music that I didn't know we did. Yeah, <laughs> it's like growing up. It was like people smoke weed if you did anything other than that, you was getting roasted. Like, what you was a fiend. Out here? Yeah, you was getting made fun of. <laughs> and even if you weren't, like, if you was doing crack, obviously, or heroin or something like that, people would make fun of you. But if you was doing, for lack of a better term, white people drugs, people was making fun of you. Like, man, you just go sit down, smoke some weed, have a drink. You out here, you, you going on trips? What's this? <laughs> and, and now they out here... Drinking all types of prescription medications, and I, I know I sound old, and I'm fine yeah. with it. I'm old. It's okay. Now, mushrooms, that is like the whitest white people <laughs> drug, at least in concept, right? Like, you yeah. imagine something that white people are doing. Yeah. Psychedelics are that space, right? Yep. Nah, brother. We are arriving at the party. We are getting there. Good for us. Yeah, yeah, and like I say, I just don't know how long they're gonna keep the lights on. Um, once once we have arrived at said party, but hey, Aaron Rodgers gonna be there. Like, what's Aaron Rodgers gonna be after retirement? That's my question. Because it feels to me like he appreciates the attention a lot, and that's gonna be the interesting part. Is whatever he's gonna do, I I think he's gonna want to still be in the spotlight. Yeah. Well, he's another one that got worse and then got better again. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, when they drafted Jordan Love, it wasn't a crazy thought. Because mm -mm. Aaron Rodgers was like 35, 36 at that point, had not been as good for two straight years. But then that man said he went and took that ayahuasca and, and got his situation back, right? Maybe that's the TB12 method. Like, like what, if you, what if you found out that Tom Brady did mushrooms every weekend? <laughs> <laughs> that I'd be very impressed that I would ask him to to stop lying to people about these books and start pushing <laughs> this fungus because that's the real answer push that fungus stop lying to people about avocado ice cream but yeah that I, I've read about this stuff and of course the people who love it and there hasn't been a like a ton of research on it because like back in the 70s or whatever they well, still changed illegal. the laws yeah 
and they changed the laws to make it so that you could no longer research around it. But people who love it will say that it can like retrain your brain more positively. And like if you have a heroin addiction, if you go on the right amount of trips, you can come out of it and not even want it anymore. Or if like you have like self esteem issues, it just you can go on these trips. And if you are guided properly on the other end of it, you are a new person with a healthier view of the world. But the one thing that the people who love it never bring up, and I haven't read this yet, is that if it has the power to retrain it positively, can it also like retrain it negatively? So if I'm Aaron Rodgers, I ain't really trying to change the formula because this formula been working. But the the idea I think is that the retraining is like rep is like repair. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's less like a chemical change to turn you into something else as much as to bring you back to like your most operational self. Because I raised let's go ahead. You raised a good question, but it's kind of like, yo, so I take my car to the mechanic, you say you ain't gonna fix it, but they might mess it up. Yeah. That's a it's it's a it look, it's it's gonna be an interesting thing to watch as people adjust and figure out where they're going on that stuff in particular. Because look, the bottom line is, man, people ain't got time to trip on this stuff no more. The world on fire. Right. Like like, to me, the 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 way that you see people's attitudes changing about psychedelics and even weed and stuff like that, man, ain't nobody got time to be worried about this stuff no more. Look around you, man. Like 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 ain't nothing sadder than the Apple News app. Like that thing just oh, my God, just bummers at every turn. Bro, I just saw a story about a school district that is asking parents to house teachers because teachers can't afford to live in that northern California enclave. And so they're like, yo, can you give these teachers a room? Can you imagine? It's ridiculous. That's absurd. And I can't imagine a worse situation if I'm a kid. I need my teacher living in my house with me. Yeah, yeah, no, you can't be teaching me. Right. Or also, (laughs) you imagine being the teacher like, yo, I like to get off work and smoke weed. It's California (laughs) up there. You know, that's what they thinking. I've been dealing with these badass kids. I'm coming in here and I'm smoking weed. It's legal. I ain't no reason for me not to. And if your kid don't Mm -hmm. like it, he hang around long enough. He gonna like it. I might even let him hit it. Yeah, that's I hadn't seen that story. That's depressing as hell. But well, also not, in this generation where people don't also in this generation where people don't realize their kids is bad. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like they don't realize yep. their kids is the problem. So you're gonna come home complaining about these damn kids, and the teacher's gonna be like, "Well, no, no, no." I think about that when I'm in New York all the time. Is whenever I'm there and people are doing like the millions of jobs in that city that need to be done to keep the city running that don't get paid very much where do they live because even the surrounding suburbs <laughs> you can't afford that like i guess there's like projects in new york but yeah. there ain't enough projects to support all of this these people taking two and two and three hour commutes to come in and serve you hamburgers that is not a sustainable model that is a recipe for revolution but also at least new not at least but like new york has a culture that's built of people living on top of each other you know, like roommate type situation and stuff like that. Like, that's what it is. Everybody wow. in there super like I remember my daddy said this is a different situation. But you feel me? He was in graduate school. He shared a room with three other boys and that room had two double beds. Like people have been willing to do all kinds of things to make it work. I just don't know how you think you're getting a teacher worth a damn under these circumstances. 
Yeah, I mean, graduate school is has a, a beginning and an end. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I I can do anything if I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. The idea that this is going to be my life, that I'm going to be I'm a 20 year old and I'm going to have roommates in New York City in order to do a job that I hate indefinitely. Nah. Or I'm a teacher. <laughs> I got into this to mold the youth. And all I want is a place to rest my head and smoke my weed. Yeah. And I got to I got to sleep in somebody else's bedroom. I got to live in an Airbnb. Nah, that. Hold that, up. That you say I got in this to help these kids. I got into this because I couldn't get no other job, though. I guess that's yeah. not the problem now. They try to get these jobs away and don't nobody want them. Like it's the most everything is so bizarre right yes, now. Man. At yes. every turn, they begging people to take jobs and still won't pay them. Man, but look, the Foxworth show, it is coming Tuesdays and Thursdays. Dominique Foxworth. Hey, man. As somebody who's been here with you and watching you do this through these years, man, I hope it sounds does not sound patronizing, but I'm legitimately proud of you. Like I've watched you and get better at this and approach it with a with an attitude and with like a sincerity and curiosity that seeing you get your own little piece of real estate right here. That's dope as hell, man. I can't wait to check it out. And I know the people here can't wait to check it out. We're going to be there to make it happen. I appreciate you, and I can't wait for you to check it out because I know you are going to give me some pointers and help me get it better. That's the most important part to me is to get better so I can whoop the rest of these bums because I'm in constant competition. It's just the way I'm wired. I try to unwire it, but I ain't got on my ayahuasca trip yet. I'm broken. I want to beat people down. I want to dominate Let's go. I'm going Aaron Donald, two helmets swinging on all these other podcasts. Oh, wow. The next time we'll have to get into okay, that because okay, it'll still okay. be great. But hey, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us here on The Right Time. We're going to do this here and there for now. Dan Stanchik and Adi Khan handling things behind the scenes. Thank you, gentlemen. Also, thank you guys for watching on YouTube. Uh, remember, follow The Right Time. Rate us, review us, give us five stars. You only give us four stars. I'm inclined to believe you are a hater. And we'll talk to you guys in a couple of days. Take it easy. Thanks for checking out The Right Time with Bomani Jones Podcast. You can listen or follow on the ESPN app or wherever you listen to podcasts. The Right Time with Bomani Jones.